What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Welcome, Kyle. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. I am so excited to be on here with you and uh, even more so to be on here with our very special guest for the day. And, Ray uh, Rhodes. Ray Rhodes. Yes. He's a Rhodes the, scholar. For the, for the second, or this will be at least the third episode that he's been on, I yeah. think, because I think we did two episodes with him. Can we call you a Rhodes scholar? Uh, you should. <laughs> yeah. You should, We're going to go with that. Rhodes scholar. Uh, Ray has written another book. And so we're bringing him back to the show to tell you to go and buy the book because Ray wants to buy a Corvette. And if you buy a lot of this new book, he will be able to get a Corvette. Right, Ray? I'm looking forward to uh, at least one Corvette. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, so Ray, for, first of all, a T-Bird, a fifties T-Bird. There, there, there you go. go. Now, I, Ray, I, it's, yes. it's been a little while since you were on the show. So before we talk well, about the book, let's, let's hear how you're doing and uh, how, how your family's doing. And, uh, and of course, uh, Susie's greatest mascot, uh, your wonderful little daughter, your youngest here, here, how everybody is doing and your church is doing. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for having me back on. Uh, I'm surprised I've, I'm not on once a week with you guys after the ratings boost that uh, I gave you last time. But uh, nevertheless, uh, <laughs> thanks for asking. No, our family's uh, doing well. Uh, Abigail is our youngest. She's nine years old now. And and now she's charging me for promoting books. So she's figured this out now. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be the one with the Corvette soon enough. <laughs> exactly. She's more popular at Moody than I am. So, uh, <laughs> but but I tell you, yeah, like we're the, doing the, well. Yeah, the, but the video of you opening up that the the box of books with her, like who 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 would not buy the book after that? I mean, it was it was precious <laughs> and, and it, like that's it. It was, it was so Satanist it was just it was, Democrats. That's such, the only people that wouldn't buy it after that. <laughs> it was just yeah. That's man. Yeah, outstanding. <laughs> So, and, and if I remember, was that when paperback came out? You didn't have paperback at first. Is that the initial paperback launch now for Susie? Yeah, well, two two books coming out the same day, February the 2nd. Susie, fourth edition, fourth, not fourth edition, fourth printing uh, comes out in paperback this time, and uh, which is a good a good thing after a book is released in hardback. Uh, if it's If it lasts long enough to be released in paperback, that's encouraging. And so Susie has done so well. And thank you to you guys for your support and your listeners uh, who bought Susie and sort of the uh, the cryptic uh, ways that we promoted it on, you know, uh, Facebook groups where you're not supposed to promote things. <laughs> <laughs> Make Susie and, great uh, again. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That uh, so, <laughs> so she's coming out again. Uh, Susie's back. The paperback looks really nice. It's one of the lovely paperback. And then, same day, Yours Still Heaven uh, also is coming out February the 2nd. I happen to have a copy in my hand. Do you have a copy yet? 
No, it hasn't no. arrived yet, no, nope, but I have either. pre-ordered it, and then uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get those in pretty soon. And, and I believe I am on the street team, so I'm I'm waiting on mine to to arrive. I was one of the lucky ones that got got a free. I'm copy just the lucky up, one that had the manuscript. <laughs> so yeah, well, you, well, both of y'all actually will get a free copy. Yeah, for uh, awesome. Matt, uh, who you know pleaded bags to endorse the book, and yes. he, he gets the endorser's copy. And then I, I got the That's fancy. He kicked <laughs> off like Moeller. Whoever was the forward, he put me on there. Like, this guy <laughs> can sell a book. No. That's right. I mean, after jo- Jonah over coffee. Yeah. You know, jo- Jonah, not Joner. Joner. <laughs> Joner. Uh, so, so Ray, speaking of yours till heaven. And uh, so I, I have to confess, I've told probably 20 people at this point about this book coming out in person, like people that either, you know, they, they know about my love for Spurgeon and I'll tell them about, you know, Susie or something like that. I keep saying Susie. I mean, Spurgeon in love. That is what I keep thinking is what it's called. And so my apologies to whoever now is getting, whoever wrote Spurgeon in love. It's probably some Amish romance novel. And uh, now they're going to get that and be, what is wrong with our pastor? But but actually, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, That was our working title of the book. That's, that's why. Okay. And then we, then we changed it. So uh, it became yours. Moody's fault. Moody's fault. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, not mine. But uh, but so yours still having is coming out. And uh, so tell us about first uh, before we kind of dig into the book. Why don't you tell us about just the joy and the pain and the agony and the anguish of writing it in the first place? Just kind of walk us through what took us from page one to the final page. Yeah. Well, uh, thankfully, Susie didn't flop. So if Susie had flopped, this book probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> so it's a, that helped. Uh, and you're right. There's a, every emotion under the sun in writing a book. As you guys know, both of y'all have written some stuff. And uh, that's, uh, you know, the signing the contract is a moment of great exhilaration and excitement. And then after you sign it, you realize that, you know, you started getting uh, deadlines in the mail and you know, you open your email and, it's uh, this deadline, this deadline, the other deadline. And all of a sudden, you know, you realize, hey, I've actually got to write this book. <laughs> it's not just an idea anymore. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is joyful. Uh, it's been my subject matter has helped so much. I'm writing about a subject that I love and uh, everybody loves Spurgeon, right? Uh, at least they think they do. Not everybody really knows Spurgeon. If they really knew him, they, they may not love him as much. <laughs> but he's actually a very lovable guy. And, uh, yeah, so there's the, the just the pain of sitting in your seat and uh, doing the work. And most authors recommend, most writers recommend writing every single day. If you write something every single day, then you can you can do it. I'm not as disciplined as that. I know, I know you guys are disciplined. Matt's like this super disciplined guy. He said like one in the morning and <laughs> runs a marathon before he starts. <laughs> reads twelve reads twelve books of the Bible a day. That kind of thing. I mean, you are you are an amazingly disciplined guy. I'm not. I'm more. Uh, uh, I have to really work hard to get things done, and I don't write every day. And if I did, it would be probably a great benefit to me. I, I tend to have to go places to write. I don't write as well at home yeah. when I'm looking out and seeing like the lawn, the lawn needs mowing or, you know, the trash needs taking out. 
<laughs> and so I have some retreat places that I, I run off to, and I do. I try to do a lot during those times. Uh, and I'm getting ready to go, go off for a couple of days. To uh, I'm working on a book proposal now for a, another book, and that's the way it sort of happens mostly for me. But at home, it's really the nitty gritty, the editing, the cleaning up, the fixing, the back and forth with editors and things like that. Uh, and then, of course, once you uh, finish, that's exciting. And then you actually uh, get to hold a book in your hand. That's exciting. As you guys saw the video of Abigail and I opening a box of books. And then the promotional part is really fun. I love doing this. Uh, I've had several interviews already. So there'll be podcasts and radio, maybe a television spot or two. And those are fun because it's just sort of relaxing. You talk about what you've been working on for, uh, in this case, it's been at least a couple of years, I think, since from contract to publication. And so it's exciting. I was out there. You get to talk about it. You get to over promote it on social media and, <laughs> you know, sort of uh, aggravate people like that. <laughs> but I, I never do that. I've never done that. <laughs> never cross that line. You let you, you get other people to do it for you. Kyle, before you ask your, your question, I want to ask you something kind of tailing off of that. You've got a nine-year-old at, at home and then your, your kids go up. What, what's the age all the way to the top? with your kiddos yeah from nine i've got a nine and a 17 year old at home and um, those are the two youngest all the way to uh 30 okay and so and my and 30 year old has five children so <laughs> <laughs> so you get to wear all of those hats husband uh father you know grandfather and also pastor um we we haven't ever had you on just to talk about uh the church plant and one one day we'll have to do that uh, but one of the things that, of course, I, I struggle with and, and everybody that's listening to this as a pastor or a staff member or just a regular Christian is we have all the different hats that we kind of have to juggle, whether it's pastor or you work at IT or whatever it is. And then you also want to be a faithful husband or a wife and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And how have you kind of navigated the you've got deadlines to get done with this book. You have deadlines for them. You have deadlines for sermon getting done on Sunday. You've got deadlines for your wife wanting you to take the, the trash out. You've got the, the of course, the date nights with her. How, how has it worked for you to make sure you're not dropping any of those hats along the way? Yeah. And I do drop uh, some of those hats along the way, uh, actually, but uh, it would be impossible uh, it would be impossible without a supportive wife. You know, my wife, Lori, is, uh, she, uh, she appreciates, uh, I think it's just the royalty checks primarily that she appreciates. <laughs> 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 no, she, she's so supportive. Uh, like Susanna Spurgeon. I mean, Susanna Spurgeon was all into Spurgeon's ministry, uh, wanted to support him, encourage him. And I really don't know how guys make it that uh, have that sort of struggle at home when their wife is not supportive of their ministry and and the rest of their work. So it's that it couldn't happen without my wife and my children being excited about what I do. And and I often tell people our church really keeps me because of my family. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. if I was if it was just me, uh, I'm yeah. sure I'd be a, I'd be out of a job. But uh, same same issue here. <laughs> And that's that's what I did with Moody. I mean, I brought my family into this, so you know they they like my family. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh, just a supportive wife and uh, a lot of repenting along the way for uh, dropping the ball on every front. I mean, I have to apologize to my family. I have to apologize to, uh, 
my uh, some of the folks at Moody sometime when I miss deadlines, ask for forgiveness, ask for patience, and they've been very kind. I mean, so you know, having a supportive family, a supportive church too, because uh, I've heard of other situations where the pastor wants to write or do something like that, and the church is really pushing back against that. And uh, but I've not had that. I mean, our church has been all in. When I went back to school late in life and got life and got my D man at, at Southern. And also with the writing of the book, that really they're excited about that. And they're, they're like cheering me on and, and telling folks about what I'm doing. So and it actually has, I think, served our church well because uh, folks come and visit the church and uh, sometimes because they've heard about the book or something. So it's sort of you know, we've had folks uh, first time visits visits to our church as a result. So a supportive wife and a supportive church and a supportive publisher in uh, this case has all served me very well. Uh, I tend to be sort of a hermit like guy. I can just be isolated and be okay, but this is really, it really helps me on all these fronts to have to work as a team member, uh, not just an individualistic thing. And and working with Moody has been very encouraging like that because I have editors, I have my, uh, the actors, acquisitions agent who shepherds the project from beginning to end. I have a developmental editor that would be back and forth with the writing and working on that. People, a publicist, uh, people who are involved in uh, sales, uh, just a whole team of people that I'm working with. That served me well, actually, because I've tended throughout my life to uh, too often just try to go out there and do my own thing. And uh, the accountability, the blessing of teamwork, knowing that other people are, are supporting the effort. All that's been a blessing to me as a, you can you know, and Spurgeon. So we think about Spurgeon, we think, well, wow, how did he do all of this? You know, he wrote 150 books, the 63 volumes of sermons, uh, the 66 institutions that he led connected to his church, 500 letters a week that he answered preaching sometimes 10 or 12 times a week. How did he do that? And one of the one of the keys that's I don't think often talked about with Spurgeon is he had quite a team around him, uh, beginning with Susie. But he had a he had two secretaries, uh, guys secretaries that were with him. He had uh, folks at the church, folks at the pastors' college. He had uh, household employees. His ministry was so large, and his his home was like Grand Central Station for much of this. That he was surrounded by people. He didn't have to worry about mowing the lawn like we do, for example, <laughs> or someone uh, cooking the meal, meals or whatever. They they had they had help in every area of their lives, and I think all of us are like that. Pastors, we we've got to have help. God has not called us to to fold. You know, we're willing to do anything, but He's not called us to fold all the bulletins and uh, turn on the air conditioner and preach all the sermons and uh, do everything in the church. The body, right? Every member does his part for the building up of the body of Christ. So that's uh, by God's grace and through the support of my church, my family, publisher, people around me. Uh, that's how these things get done. Um, it could be better if I were if I were better. <laughs> the problem is me. <laughs> well, and and I'll say I appreciate what you said at the beginning um, because I'm I'm very much like you. Like I don't I don't write well at home. I, I have to get out and about. In fact. Um, for my, uh, D-Men project, which ended up being my book, both, I went up to, 
uh, Matt's missions house a couple of times because I just needed to get away from, you know, just the, the routines of life and in order to be able to focus on writing. And so uh, thank you, Ray, you have affirmed me in that and I appreciate it. And uh, so, and, and I think there are a lot more guys that will identify with us, with you and I, than with Matt who gets up at two 30 every morning and, <laughs> and, you know, reads, like you said, you know, reads, reads 12 chapters of the Bible in Greek every morning and um, you know, and all that. Writes 2000 words a day. Yeah. Yes. Runs, eats a waffle. <laughs> That concludes part one of our chat with Ray Rhodes talking about his new book, Yours Till Heaven. Be sure to join us next week for the second half of that chat. And until then, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?